the founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com. Slater, Chris Slater, thanks for being here. So Ted Cruz was in San Diego last week, uh, his first California appearance, and I had the, uh, the, the privilege of introducing him. Um, I want to play my speech. So first of all, they gave me four minutes. It was a bad idea to give a radio guy a microphone and a stage and a crowd and a time limit. Uh, so it turned into 14 minutes. But I laid out three characteristics I want out of a president. Now, I will never tell you who to vote for in a primary like this. I don't think that's my job. You're smart. I just laid out these three characteristics, and it's totally up to you to decide, first of all, if, if you agree with those, that you want those characteristics. You may, you may not want those characteristics out of a president. Obviously, I would like more than these three, but uh, you may not want these three at all. Uh, and then also, if you think that that applies to Ted Cruz, and, and now listen, there's varying degrees. Uh, you know, I, maybe I wish some of them applied more to Ted or whatever. Um, but it's totally up to you. If you think these characteristics apply to Ted Cruz, Trump, or Kasich, because those are the three that we have remaining. Um, but this is what I laid out at the Ted Cruz rally, and, and I'm curious what you think. Enjoy. America's the greatest country in the world. And San Diego's America's finest city. I love it. I love it. What an honor to be here. When I say Ted, you say Cruz. Ted. Cruz. Ted. Cruz. Ah, this is awesome. Who here? <laughs> Ted Cruz is up next, but I may not get off the stage. You don't give a radio guy a microphone and tell him to hurry it up. I'm sorry, Ted. Who here was in the very beginning of the Tea Party movement a couple years back? Raise your hand. I was thinking back on the beginnings of that and what we wanted out of a president then, right? Now, of course, we wanted someone who understands the Constitution, right? Who understands that the Constitution's not there to limit you, it's there to limit them. Nah, Ted Cruz knows that. That's easy. I'm not going to talk about that. Real quick, Jan mentioned that uh, Ted Cruz is a lawyer and got a couple, like, hisses from the crowd. But let me tell you this. Alan Dershowitz. Y'all familiar with him? Like, like, communist lawyer, like, on the left, way over here on this side of the stage. No offense, guys. He's a, 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 a professor at Harvard Law, right? He said Ted Cruz is the smartest, most brilliant student he's ever had in 50 years. What? 
think about that. 50 years of Harvard Law, Alan Dershowitz says Ted Cruz is the smartest ever. And I'll tell you, after seven years of a community organizer as president. <laughs> That's my last Obama reference, I promise. But it's time we have a real constitutional scholar. All right, now. Understanding our Constitution, that's good. Being smart, that's good. But I want to talk about some life characteristics that I think are important for being president. I want to know if the group of a couple thousand of my friends here agree. Amen? First thing for, oh, I like that. First of all, let's hear it for these people up here, too, by the way. I don't know who they are, but they're like, I got to sneeze and I don't know what to do. I got an itch in my nose and I don't know what to do. You're doing God's work. Thank you guys for being there. I want a president who will choose the right path, even if it's the difficult path. Socrates told the story called The Story of Hercules, and I want to share it here real quick. John Adams wanted this to be the seal of the United States of America. You ready? Hercules, alone in the woods, two women come up to him. The first woman says, follow me, Hercules, and I will give you a life of luxury and ease. $15 an hour minimum wage. <laughs> Free health care, and you can keep your doctor. That's what she promised. She promised a bed of roses and a cloud of perfume and rainbows and unicorns and a life of no worries at all. Then a second woman came up to Hercules and said, Hercules, follow me, but I gotta tell you something. There is nothing truly valuable that can be purchased without pain and hardship. That woman offers the path of ease. I offer the path that is long and difficult. And she pointed off to a mountain way off in the distance. Now Hercules, of course, chose that path. That's the path of virtue. And John Adams wanted that to be the seal of America because he knew that the path of virtue was the only way that America could even be the shining city upon a hill. There's only one way. There's one way. I gotta unbutton my jacket here, getting fired up. There's only one way to get to the top of that hill. There's no shortcuts. You gotta choose the path of virtue, and I want a man who will do that every time, even when it's long and difficult. And in a culture that we live in today, where the left is always talking about shortcuts, free everything, this choice is more important now than ever before. And I want a man who understands that. That's point one, cool? When I say Ted, no, I'm just joking. I want a president who's an extremist. Ooh. All the cameras said, oh, we're going somewhere now. He's going to say something that's going to make news. No, 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 no. Who here has been called an extremist before? Right? All right. Me too. It's a bad word, right? Bad word. You don't want to be an extremist. Martin Luther King Jr. was called an extremist. And he said, you know, at first I didn't like being called an extremist, but then I learned 
to really like being called an extremist. He said, was not Jesus an extremist for love? Was not Amos an extremist for justice? Was not Paul an extremist for the Christian gospel? Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. We hold these truths that all men are created equal. These are extremist positions. So the question is, the question's not, will we be extremists? The question is, what kind of extremists will we be? Will we be extremists for hate or for love? Will we be extremists for injustice or for justice? Now, excuse me, and I would only say this at a Ted Cruz rally. But Martin Luther King Jr. reminded us that on Calvary Hill, there were three men who were crucified. And they were all guilty of the same crime of being extremists. Two of them were guilty of being extremely immoral, and thus they fell below their environment. But Jesus Christ was guilty of being an extremist for love and for hope and for courage, and therefore he rose above. And that's why Martin Luther King Jr. said, perhaps the nation and the world are in need of more extremists. And I know the people of San Diego, good people, good people. And we want a president who's an extremist for love, justice, integrity, and honesty. Are you with me? So point number one, I want a president who chooses the difficult path, right? The right path, even if it's the difficult path. I want a president who's an extremist for love. Third point, and I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but I want a president, I want a man who prays. Because a man who prays is a man who is humble. All right, we'll stop it there. I just This is my last of the three points, and we'll pick it up right when we get back. Slater Radio on Twitter. Mike Slater Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. Slater Crusaders, uh, about a week ago, Ted Cruz was in town here in San Diego, and uh, it was first time in California, and uh, I was able to introduce him to the stage. So I'm laying out three characteristics that I want out of a president. Um, not saying you necessarily need to agree with these characteristics. These are just three things I find important and totally up to you to decide if uh, it's Ted Cruz or Donald Trump or uh, Kasich who best represents these characteristics if you think they're important. Uh, so we laid out the first two and and here is um, the third one. My third character, characteristic is I want someone uh, as president as a man who prays because a man who prays generally is a man who is humble. Here's my last point. Who here's seen the movie Gladiator? Yeah, the men were like, who? So I'm gonna watch it right now when I get home. Do you remember the scene early in the movie when Caesar meets with Maximus? That's Russell Crowe's character, remember? And Caesar says, Maximus, when I die, I want you to be the protector of Rome. Will you accept this honor that I have offered you? And Maximus says, 
with all my heart, no. And Caesar says, that is why it must be you. The reluctant leader. I love it. The best man for the job is always the man who really doesn't want the job because they're a humble man. Tom, or, uh, George Washington was like that. George Washington didn't want the job. He turned it down twice. And when he finally took it, they didn't know what to call him. John Adams said, how about we call you, ready for this? His elective majesty. <laughs> and he said, no, no, we're not gonna go with that. Okay, how about his mightiness? <laughs> or his highness? Those were real proposals on what to call this new position. You know what George Washington went with? President. That's it. The most low-key, no-frills, simple, basic, no-ego title possible. Once again, we need a president who is humble. Right. Now, last thing here. Last thing here, I'm getting the hook. A lot of people think humble means weak, right? So then they think that we need someone who's prideful because that means they're strong. I'll tell you, our greatest generation is not just the greatest generation because they stormed the beaches. They stormed the beaches and never bragged about it. Have you ever heard a World War II veteran boast about their service? No way, they're humble. But don't you ever call them weak. I dare you. I saw a 95-year-old World War II veteran the other day. He could have taken me out, no problem. Don't call them weak, they're humble. And that's what makes them the greatest. Now you can be arrogant and make a lot of money. That's one definition of success, right? Fair, fair. But you can't be arrogant and lead movements. And what this country needs more than anything is a movement. We don't need a highness. We don't need an elective majesty. We don't need someone who aspires to be the most powerful man in Rome. We need someone who more than anything doesn't want these things, but if he must, he will serve with all of his heart and none of his pride. We need strength, we need power, we need conviction, and more important than anything, we need humility. Strength, strength without humility is a tyrant. Because the man who's going to talk next will tell you that those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exhausted, exalted. I'll end with, and exhausted. Can you imagine how exhausted he is after doing this? I'm exhausted. I've been talking for five minutes. I'll end with this. Major Dick Winters, Band of Brothers. Y'all seen that HBO miniseries, Band of Brothers? Got to watch it. Dick Winters, one of the greatest commanders in World War II history. He would often go into the wilderness to pray alone. And he said, the sun shining through the clouds and reflecting off the trees and the flowers, he said, that's the best place to pray. Because in nature, you'll notice that God has given us the most magnificent stained glass windows you'll ever see. I want a president who takes the time to pray to the creator of life and to the source of our rights. Now, that may be extreme, but it's the foundation on which our entire country is established on, and I think we should try it again.
So here we go. A man who takes the long and difficult path. A man who's an extremist for truth. And a man who prays that's who I want as President of the United States. And that's who San Diego wants as the President of the United States. And that's why it's an honor to be here. The full introduction video of it, if you want to watch it, is on our Facebook page. You can search for The Mike Slater Show on Facebook. This is The Mike Slater Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who was selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond and they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com.